the 442nd edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers, where you can win 100 times your entry. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $500. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And finally, us, the MMA Gambling Podcast, just launched our own YouTube channel. To celebrate, we're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Just head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie for all the details. Adio DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 442. It says on my screen, so that's what we're going with. This one's going out to Turnup, our boy Turnup, our friend in the Discord, has reappeared. He, he legitimately was in the jungle, and he's back in the Discord, back moving lines in the real world. So this goes out to Turnup. I didn't know Turnups grew in the jungle, but apparently they do. Turnips are very durable uh, vegetables, apparently. Roots, root fruits. Maybe root fruit. That's that's not what they are. They're vegetables, I guess. Are turnips vegetables? <laughs> yeah. yeah they're vegetables. vegetables. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, I'm your host, Jeff Chalks Chalksfox. Uh, thanks for coming to the show. I, I lied last episode saying that we were done with the regional MMA. No, we are not. We got two more regional MMA episodes, and then we're back into the UFC swing of things. We're going to do CFFC 127 today, a uh, promotion we haven't covered in a little bit. Obviously, I'm not doing this by myself. Those watching us on our YouTube channel, uh, MMA Gambling Podcast on YouTube, they see I have a dreamy-eyed co-host right beside me who hopefully knows about all these fighters we're going to talk about today. I guarantee he does know about them. It would be the one and only Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hello. I knew about a lot of them beforehand. Uh, when you asked That's me what I was going to ask the... you. Yeah, but when you asked me for the, the list, I mean, there's you know training partners of like really high-level fighters uh, in main events. We've got... I mean, a slew of people who have been on Contender Series. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, there were a couple I had to I had to dig a little bit on, but the, there were there were quite a few I knew too. Good, good. That's that was what I was going to ask. So um, we did a whole week full of regional MMA last week. All those fights took place over the weekend. I think you did very well, at least according to the Discord. Uh, you were puffing your chest out that you did well. So let's let's do a little recap and let people know if there's any fights they should go and watch if they if they missed uh, the stuff that happened this weekend i mean pretty much the whole cf or uh the whole cage warriors card was exciting to watch uh it was just like banger after banger after banger on that fight card uh and in that one which was the third of the three that we did uh one fight got canceled uh i believe that one got canceled due to was it a weight miss or an illness the, there was there was a couple that dropped off so we originally broke down five for that card uh one got uh knocked off due to some illness or some weight issues and oh that one was weight issues weight issues and uh another one ended in a no contest after three straight testicle shots uh which you have to <laughs> you have to appreciate that's, that's all it takes eh <laughs> the, three straight three of them Three, three straight, uh, all within, I think, like four minutes of fight time, which is pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, and then for the other three fights, uh, clean sweep, 
uh, wins uh, in both the co-main event and the third fight from the top were both underdogs. Uh, we had a plus 120 and a plus one, I think 75, if I'm remembering correctly. And then we won on the main event as well, who was like a nice favorite uh, in Gearline, which was negative 180. Uh, and then if you want to go to LFA, uh, LFA was the one that stayed largely intact. Uh, all five of the fights we broke down happened, uh, and we went four and one, uh, which was another really good one, including, again, uh, not an under, I guess an underdog uh, in the opener, uh, which was uh, Shannon Clark beating Ira Rep. She was betting off at like plus 100 by fight time, but like negative 110 when we broke down the fight. Still a slight dog because it was negative 120 on the other side. Um, and then in the main event, uh, my boy pulled out a knockout at the very last second, quite literally the last second, uh, 4.59 of the third round. He picked up the TKO to pick up uh, a plus 185 underdog there too. So we hit two underdogs on that show, two on the one before that. And then in Invicta, we originally broke down six fights on that one because that was the whole card. Uh, and we one of them dropped off. Tina Black did not wind up fighting because her opponent fell ill. And we went four and one there too. So uh, and hit uh, a nice underdog in Amaro who knocked off Hillary Rose. Uh, so altogether, 11 and two, one no contest, uh, five underdogs hit. And it was, I think if you bet $100 equally on every fight, you would have been up seven and a half units. Uh, oh, seven, seven, five, seven, seven, five. Fantastic. That's what Gumby is here for. That's why he's the Gumby God, the regional MMA Gumby God. Looks like a lot of people in the Discord had a good night with it too, or a good weekend overall. It wasn't just a night. It was a weekend of winning. Yeah, and I think uh, I think some people were, were getting a little fancier and playing some props and parlays too that, uh, I mean, I guess if you're – if they tailed everything I did and you hit 11 out of 13, I mean, you couldn't have gone too wrong on very many parlays, um, especially because one of them, the Adorni losing to uh, Riley Martinez fight. I'm pretty sure I said it was like one of the ones I felt the least confident in. So it makes sense that that was one of the ones I missed. Yep, it would make sense. All right. So what are you on the year now? That must have uh, bumped you up quite a bit. That, that, that pretty much doubled the profit of the year uh, because I had slipped a little bit in the last couple of months. You know, we started out hot, slipped a little bit in the last couple of months, but we're up about 15 units right now on uh, That's all, eh? regional MMA. We're like 50 fights over 500 and hitting, hitting like 60%. No big deal. <laughs> what other podcast is doing that? Nobody. No one's even covering this stuff. So there you go, people. Come on. Get your friends to listen. Get get your enemies to listen. Everyone deserves these amazing picks. Oh, we haven't talked about your hat yet. It's a bear, I believe, this week. People watching on, on YouTube can see. It's a black bear, a brown bear. What kind of bear is it? You're the son of the bear whisperer. You let us know. It's a black bear. It's from the, the I believe it's an independent league now, but they're the West Virginia black bears. Uh, so you okay. see the bear is actually shaped like the state. I think it's supposed to be shaped. Oh, no way. Like the state of West Virginia. Yeah, look at that. So cool. <laughs> I don't know what West Virginia Virginia is shaped like, so I uh, you you could tell me it's shaped like West Virginia, and I would say, yeah, okay, whatever you say. I don't think it's like I a good West Virginia. Virginia. I don't I don't think it's a good no. West Virginia, but it's like a you know like well, I think they tried. <laughs> yeah, I'm still wearing a Suns hat because they're still winning, even uh, though all their players are hurt. So, or it's great they're sitting players out to start the season. It's fantastic. I'm glad the NBA is really cracking down on this uh, star sitting out game. So, all right. Enough talk. Tell us about CFFC. We haven't covered it for a while. Um, 
why are they Mississippi? Are they not usually over in your neck of the woods and the East Coast? Yeah, they're usually like Philadelphia. I feel like their home base is okay. like in Philadelphia. I don't know why they decided to go down south for this one. I think uh, I think all the regional promotions, at least most of the ones we cover, like LFA and uh, you know Invicta and stuff like that. I think they're all trying to branch out just a little bit, right? We saw Invicta this past yeah. weekend in Boston. That's pretty rare, you know. Like they're yeah. Kansas City, Denver, and that's pretty much it. Um, and same with LFA. LFA for a long time has been like. Texas, New Mexico, maybe a little bit further up in the Midwest, uh, like Minnesota and stuff like that. But like they were in New York not that long ago. And um, I mean, they're they're they've always been, you know, linked with Brazil and they'll be in Brazil again this weekend, but they've been branching out more too. So I think this is just CFFC seeing if they can spread their wings and make some money elsewhere too. How's the commission in Mississippi? We haven't, I don't think we've covered anything in Mississippi for a while. Are, are we, uh, are we uh, going to have wonky judge scoring here or what? Did we do any in Mississippi recently? For some I'm reason, sure I feel like we, t- we talked about a regional one down south somewhere. I do know, uh, I think Bayou FC sometimes does some fights in Mississippi, uh, which is, yep. <laughs> it does, it sounds made up, but it's uh, the fight organization of, do you remember Crazy Tim Crater? Um, yeah, of from course. The all, yeah, from the all Crazy. Fighter, the season with uh, Amir Sadala and Matt Brown and uh, Matt Riddle. Uh, crazy Tim Crater came from that season. So uh, they they do they have plenty of regional shows, so I feel like they got the reps in. Okay, there you go. Gumby says judges will be perfect. So uh, his <laughs> picks will be perfect. The judges will be perfect. And what else is perfect is underdog fantasy because they bring us into your ear holes and, our, and your eye holes now. Underdog fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them Scorchers and enjoy a spicy hundred times payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus to 500 bucks. And if all that is not enough, because you're a greedy, greedy degen, $100,000 Sundays continues on Underdog Fantasy. 10 lucky players will win $10,000 each week. Give us a a spicy Underdog play. Any sport, Gummy, because we have discussed you're the king of all sports. Oh, any sport. Uh, that's a tough one. I- I'm going to say uh, I-, I like the on, – on Monday, I like the higher than on Pascal Siakam's uh, rebounds. I got a good feeling about okay. Pascal Siakam tomorrow. He started off as slow this season. He's not up to his – well, at least scoring-wise. Maybe uh, – I guess his rebounding is all right. But all right, we're going higher than Pascal Siakam's rebounds. Take it and watch along. Any sport. You can watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to 500 bucks. This Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And we're brought to you by us, MMA Gambling Podcast. We're having a contest. I was hint- We were hinting at it for the past few episodes. The MMA Gambling Podcast just launched the YouTube channel. If you're watching, thank you. Uh, if you're not, make sure you subscribe. Take a peek at it. Uh, in honor of that, we're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie to one lucky winner. I'm wearing an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie as I speak these words to you. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie, H-O-O-D-I-E, to submit your entry today. And make sure to subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast on YouTube. So all you got to do is subscribe, send us a screenshot that you're subscribed, enter the contest, boom. You're in the draw. Easy as that. And you can look cool like me with an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie on. All right. All right. Let's go. Um, we're going to Mississippi, Tanika, Mississippi. Have you ever, ever been to Tanika, Mississippi, to the Horseshoe Casino I, and Hotel, Gumby? I've never been to the Horseshoe Casino and a Hotel, but I've been through Tanika, Mississippi. <laughs> All right, there you go. How is it, Gumby? 
I mean, unmemorable when you're too young to go to the casino in the town. <laughs> yeah. How is the interstate that goes through there? Nice, nice stretch of interstate, Gumby. It's a, it's a. There's a very nice stretch of interstate there, and uh, yeah, there, I believe there's like one eatery, uh, which oh, perfect. I, I think that's, yeah, you have to call it an eatery. <laughs> Everyone hangs out at the Horseshoe Casino Hotel, and they especially will be this Friday. We're no, going to be in November already. By then, it will be November the third, seven p.m. Eastern. CFFC 127 Klein versus a Navarrete on UFC Fight Pass. That makes it convenient. Hopefully you have UFC Fight Pass. It's in a cage, sadly. It's not some crazy thing with the shark pit or anything. It's, it's a normal cage. 10, 10 MMA belts. We're going to break down half of them for you. How nice is that for us? Um, how is this in terms of CFC, CFFC fight cards? going to be in terms of quality or names. It's a good one. It, it's got um, it, it's got very clear uh, big show potential in the main event. Uh, the strawweight title fight. First of all, it's the first ever time they ever crowned a strawweight champion in the history of the organization. Uh, That's why it's vacant. Winner, all right. Yeah, I think the winner should clearly be in line uh, for a UFC bid, uh, and I think they clearly have somebody they want to be. I won't, I won't bury the lead. And there's some other people on here with like real potential too. Plus, they, you know, like CFFC does a good job of taking like a couple of dudes who lost on contender series and jamming them in about against one another. And I think they did a good job of making that happen here too. Um, in like a fairly competitive light heavyweight fight in the co main. All right. That's a problem. Uh, well, not maybe not a problem. They, they know that's the business around. But when you're a feeder league, you're basically your titles remain vacant because second someone wins it, UFC usually come, comes a call in, right? Yeah. So, so whoever wins this uh, again, it's going to be vacant. Maybe the other person will fight yep. for it a second time. That's true for another vacant title. All right. We're not starting with that though. We're starting with light heavyweights, uh, justice, J U S T U S Falu, I believe. Is that right? Or is that an L or an I? I can't even, I can't tell. It's an I. It's a Fayu versus Philip Latu. And, uh, we don't have any odds, right? Or I don't have any odds. I assume you don't either, right? I don't at this point. No. Okay. Usually odds are available on most books for this, for CFFC events. Yeah. I, I mean, like in, in dead weeks, uh, like with, with no UFC, they, they upload much quicker, but even in non dead weeks, like this is, uh, this is one that'll probably show up on all the bigger books and it'll definitely show up on the offshores, uh, probably, probably within a day or two of this recording. All right, fantastic. That's kicker off with Latu. The Doctor is the nickname. Four and one with four knockouts. He's been submitted once, so he's never gone the distance. Won two straight fights via knockout or TKO, obviously, because that's the only way he wins. This is his CFFC debut. Used to fight at heavyweight, two and one as a kickboxer and a champion in that realm. Oh, one as a boxer, three inches taller than Fayu. Fayu, Mr. Poetic. What a great nickname, right? I love it. You got to get him on your show. Okay, uh, the, that other show of yours. Uh, Mr. Poetic is 6-3 and three with five knockouts. He's been submitted once. This is his CFFC debut. He won two straight fights and three of four. Uh, did lose his last fight via knockout, or TKO, actually. Uh, that was back in September 2022. Is a reach or was a regional champion. Used to fight down at welterweight and down at middleweight. 0-1 in bare knuckle MMA. And he's four years younger than Latu. Give us the odds. Give us a breakdown. Give us a winner. Give us it all. Uh, I think Fiau uh, is going to probably be a favorite here. I'm going to say like negative 165, probably like a plus 130 return on Latu. Um, and I like the favorite here. We're in like a weird spot here, though, because Latu ha has been doing a lot of his fights up at heavyweight. Um, and in a lot of those fights, he was like badly out muscled in the clinch. 
some of that I think is because he's just like not very technically smart in the clinch, but also some of it is because he was undersized. And then when you look down at uh, at Fiau, he's been fighting actually at middleweight. So you almost have like a guy coming up and a guy coming down. So obviously like you'd worry about Fiau's size most of the time in, in a situation like this. But like Latu's been weighing in at like 225 for a lot of his bouts. So it's like, it's not like he's going to be a large light heavyweight. And he's already kind of bad at using his weight anyway. So I, I kind of throw that out the window when we're looking at the weight here. And actually, I just think, I think Fiau is just so much faster. And I think that's going to be a big piece of this fight. Um, you know, obviously the, the benefit of being the smaller guy is usually that when you're coming up in weight, you're going to be a lot faster. I think he's going to be a lot faster here. I think he's going to touch Latu a lot more. And also like Latu, even in those heavyweight fights, when he throws and he looks comfortable throwing, he's like right there to be countered. So at the end of the day, like when, when you compare all of those things, as long as Latu doesn't lean on like heavy wrestling and leaning on the cage, which he's been bad at anyway, I think Fiau is going to win this one. So I'm going to say he's probably a slight favorite and I'm going to go with Fiau here. All righty. Are these two guys you were familiar with beforehand? These are two of the ones I definitely had to research. I was less familiar okay. with these guys uh, out the gate. All right, we're going down to middleweights. So how about these guys? Do you know these guys? Research these I, guys? I, I, I knew both of these guys already, yeah. All right. And they would be Kedzimarat Bestiev from Russia, I believe. I think That's the Russian Russia. flag, yes. Okay. Uh, versus Keenan Patrushuk from the good old Canada. I know the Canadian flag, of course. All right, uh, we'll tell you about the Canadian first. Patrushuk Parada is his nickname, which I think in Portuguese means fight or it means like all out balls out type things that sound right or don't you know that yeah that sounds right all right do you do you agree or are you just agreeing for the sake of agreeing or do you i, I agree i'm pretty sure that we used to go on uh renato hanato laranja's uh shirts and stuff like that <laughs> all right cool there you go uh all right patashuk four and one three knockouts one submission so he's finished everyone he himself has never been finished in a fight one no in cffc he's won two straight fights via knockout or tko uh, and he's five years younger than Bestiev. Bestiev, 11-5, four knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out three times, submitted twice. So these guys owe us rounds for sure. This is his CFFC debut, 1-1 one one in Bellator, 0-1 in Contender Series. Who did he lose to, Dad? I don't know off the top of my head. You tell me. Uh, Bestiev lost to... Uh, I can't remember. I, I have circled down who everybody else uh, lost to, I think, because uh, we got a bunch of other Contender Series losers here, but yep, I can't remember do. who Bestiev That's left. why I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember who best Phil. I have lost to. Phil Haas. Oh, Phil Haas. Phil Haas knocked him silly. Yeah, I remember that. He was real he out. He <laughs> All right. Uh, he's got loss win loss over his last three. He did get TKO'd in his last fight. That was back in October of 2022. Has not won a fight since August of 2021. Used to fight at light heavyweight, 2013 pro MMA debut, seven inches taller than Pastor Shuck. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to say this one's a pick em. Uh, for two reasons, Patashuk has looked a little bit better as of late. Obviously, you know, you mentioned the layoffs and the not good results for Best I Have. Best I Have got a Russian name, has been on Contender Series, more well-known. So let, let's say this one comes down to a pick em. Uh And I'm going to take Patashuk. I, I think, um, you know, and what we've saw from Best I Have, and granted, it's been a little bit since we've seen him. Uh, he does a lot of like, I think his biggest move and the thing you see him do most repeatedly and actually to his detriment the thing you see him do most repeatedly is he does like a step in knee um, and his hands come right down every single time he throws this step in knee. And 
you know, I, I think that's a big problem against Patrick, who, I mean, like this dude throws. Like when this dude is trying to hit somebody, he really hit somebody. He ripped into somebody's legs in his last fight. Um, he doesn't, he's not shy about winding up for a punch. It may not be the most technical thing, but like, I think Pat or uh, best I have the way he strikes, like almost won't be able to deal with it because he like, you know, he puts himself in a position where he's going to be up on one leg and he's either going to eat like one of the most massive leg kicks you've ever seen, or he's going to eat one to the chin with his hands come down. And, and when you look at what Patterson has had issues with in the past, it's mostly just like people who try to take him down early in fights. And the thing is, is like best I have, despite the last name and the Russian background and stuff like that, doesn't actually have very much grappling. Uh, I actually think Patterson would probably do better in the grappling than best I have if it came to it. So I- I'm going to go with Patterson. I think you should be able to get even money on him, but honestly, I think he's like a parlay piece um, all the way up into like negative 200. Cause I think he's got a huge advantage here. Fantastic. Hopefully we get some nice lines for that once it drops. All right. I know a place that maybe they won't have nice lines, but they have light, nice info for you to help you get nice lines. That would be hall of fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay ID into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, we're dropping way down to men's bantamweights. DeAndre Anderson, American versus Gage Gill, American. Three five-minute rounds. Gill is 5-0, and oh, three knockouts, two submissions. So he's finished, everyone. This is his CFFC debut. Two years younger than Anderson, one inch taller. That's all I got. Anderson, the protege is the nickname. Six and three, two knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice. So he's been finishing all of his losses. One and three in CFFC, one and three over his last four. However, he did win his last fight. That's where the one came from. Uh, used to fight up at featherweight, I believe, because I put down bantamweight, but this fight's at bantamweight. So we'll say featherweight. He was one and two as a pro boxer, 0 and one as a pro kickboxer. Go ahead. You, you can't know these guys five and oh with I, no cffc experience i did know deandre anderson um okay. i'd seen him fight before he had been scheduled to fight for i want to say it was empire fc which is just across the border into new york um so i've like seen some of his fights before um gage gill i had never seen or heard of i think he's gonna be a massive favorite here just based on like the record alone right like a five and oh prospect who cffc just snatched up like the books are gonna love that um so i'm gonna say like negative let's say negative 275 for gage gill plus 230 on the return for deandre anderson and i'm gonna take anderson here uh i I went back and i watched some gage gill because again wasn't familiar with gage gill slow and sloppy uh is what i would say his jujitsu really tight like he uh he took somebody's back put the hooks in the right way his arms went in the right place he he finished the submission exactly the way you would want him to but like wrestling wise just kind of like got a hold of the guy and just like ran around in a circle until the other guy fell down uh his striking you know like all arms doesn't seem like he has a good sense of like putting combinations together and doing anything that isn't like wrote anytime he has to like think about something it, it starts to look bad um and anderson look the, the big knock on anderson is going to be his cardio like if he can't get it done 
in the first six minutes of the fight, he is going to be tired for the last nine minutes of the fight. Um, and some of that's just because he expends so much energy. He is, uh, he, he's clearly got a tie or a Taekwondo background. Um, he, his hands stand like he's tied, but he throws spinning back kicks like they're, uh, like he's a Taekwondo guy. Maybe it's Capoeira. Maybe he's got a little Capoeira in him, but like, he's got, um, he's got really good kicks. He's got really good power. He's super fast. He, he low-key has got some pretty good wrestling. Like somebody caught, uh, one of his kicks and he actually countered it and he wound up being the one wrestling. And so, like, I think Gage Gill's, like, sloppy wrestling isn't going to have anything on him. And I think he's going to blow him out of the water on the feet. So, if you can get Anderson here at a dog at all, I think that's the right play. Uh, and I think that's what it's going to be here. So, yeah, give me give me DeAndre Anderson. Any any flex money, take him. What if he is a favorite or a pick him? You know, as a favorite, first of all, as a favorite, I, it'd be shocked if he was 6-3 and three against the 5-0 and oh guy as a favorite. So, yeah. th- this is one where I feel like I'm pretty confident in the line. I, uh, I would say I'd still feel good about him into like, like I might, I might sprinkle a little bit less on him, but I might still sprinkle something on him at like negative 130, negative 140. Okay. What was your official prediction for the line? I think plus, he's going to be like plus two, plus 230, plus 235. Ooh, fantastic. All right. There you go. Let's move on to our co-main event of the evening. Actually, no, we're not doing, are we doing the co-main event next? I guess we are. Yes. Jones and Murray. All right. Um, 205, that would be light heavyweight Jamel Jones from America versus Jesse Murray from America as well. I'll tell you about Mr. Murray first. Nine and five, one knockout, four submissions. He's been knocked out four times, submitted once, so he has been finishing all his fights that he's lost. This is his CFFC debut. Loss, win, loss over his last three. He did get submitted in his last fight. That was back in October of 2022. Was a regional champion. Used to fight at middleweight. Five years younger than Jones. Three inches taller, three inches of reach on him. Jones is the beast. 13 and 8, eight knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out four times, submitted twice, four and two in CFFC, and used to be their champion at heavyweight. He's gone one and two over his last three, won his last fight via submission. That was back in September 2022. So both guys are coming off a bit of a layoff here. Was a regional champ. Uh, he's got a lot of experience. Here we go one and two in PFL, 0 and 1 in Bellator, 0 and 1 in Contender Series, 0 and 1 in the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, as I said, uh, when he, about him winning the championship. He used to fight at heavyweight and he's been around since 2013. Okay. So uh, I, I think Jamel Jones probably going to come in here as a decent favorite. We'll say like negative 200 here to like plus 175 on the return. Um, both of these guys were on contender series. Uh, one of them uh, was looking all right until he took a flying knee and got knocked out. That was Jamel Jones. Mike uh, Mike Rodriguez knocked him out. Um, Jesse Murray looked ten- Terrible, but he fought Kaibo Ohio. So, you know, for whatever that's worth. Um, Jamel Jones, I think, has had some bad results lately. Like, I think his, I think we would probably see a much higher line on Jamel Jones right now if he was not, uh, if he was not fighting at heavyweight for as long as he was. Like, he's fought his last few fights at heavyweight. So, I think, uh, I think for all those reasons, I think he's probably going to wind up being, um, a, a pretty large favorite now, but could be much larger. I think he's going to out-wrestle Murray, if I'm being honest. I just think Murray, Murray's murray got some really great things he does in the wrestling game, but just not good enough sub and takedown defense um, when it comes to somebody who chains stuff together. And Jamel Jones is just a guy who, when he fails, he's got another one in the chamber. And he's been doing it against heavyweights who like lean on him. And I don't think Murray is his 
you know, obviously not as heavy, but not as tough as some of those heavyweights too. So give me Jamal Jones. I think he probably just grinds him out. Um, maybe get some ground and pound in there too. All right. Fantastic. Main event time for the cage fury FC vacant strawweight championship. And we predict it will remain vacant because whoever wins it will vacate it. We got Fatima Klein from the United States of America against the Jasmine Navarrete from Chile. The Chile um, takeover of MMA continues. Five, five minute rounds, 115 pounds. We talked about Klein before, right? Because uh, she was in Invicta. I think I don't think we've talked about Navarrete before, right? I don't think we've talked about Navarrete. She's fought in a lot in Kombache, Um, But we've right. talked about Klein as both yep. a fighter and a training partner of a very high level MMA fighter we know. All right. That's, let me give you the info and then Gumby will fill in the blanks. We'll tell you about Navarrete first. La Pantera. We got another Pantera. Uh, she's 6-0 and with two knockouts. She, this is her CFFC debut, and she's stepping right into a title fight. She won her last vet via TKO, used to fight up at flyweight. That's all I got for her. Klein, the arc angel, Fatima Klein, 4-0 with one knockout, one submission. This is her CFFC debut. All of her fights have been in Invicta, so she's fought high, at a high level. She also is an accomplished grappler, two years younger than Navarrete, four inches taller, four inches of reach. All right, Gumby, fill in the blanks. Klein's going to be a massive favorite, negative 350. If she's any less than that user in a parlay all the time, um, this fight seemingly was set up for her to need a belt so that she could go to the UFC. Um, she is the number one training partner right now of Aaron Blanchfield. Um, and it's shown in the way that her game is developed because as you mentioned, she's an accomplished grappler. And when she was first sort of like making her waves into MMA, everybody was like, Oh, she can grapple. It'd be nice if other stuff got polished off too. Um, and what she showed in her last couple of fights is that it is polished off. She fought a very high-level judoka last time out. Um, she dealt with the takedown. She actually got some of her own in there and outgrappled her. But also, she like just started to put things together better in her hands too. So like, she's an exceptionally good grappler who is slowly rounding out the rest of her game. CFFC knows this. They clearly want her uh, in the spotlight and hopefully in the UFC sometime. They found her in a opponent who's formidable she's got a good record um you know she she got taken down early in her last fight so she's kind of just like a nice style matchup and also her way of striking it just like she she's like one of those people who when she strikes like rushes forward and like bangs into the clinch and, and like that's gonna play right into Klein's game because she's not gonna hit her with anything so hard that she's gonna knock her out then she's gonna be in a clinch and that's when Klein makes her hay so I think this is a gift wrap matchup for Klein. I think you're going to see the books reflect the same thing, probably in the negative 350 range. Um, and I still think it's probably worth throwing in a parlay to uh, to try to juice up some odds somewhere. So, yeah, give me give me Klein here as a big fave. What do you think of her as a UFC prospect? I, um, you know, I think I said this about my tobacco or oral buy last week is that like, when I see a grappler who's clearly high level, who's very good at what they do on the mat, um, I want to see them round everything out. I want to see them start to figure out the rest of it. And I think oral buy, you know, like kind of shook off some of those worries we had granted it was against a terrible opponent and somebody who couldn't strike with him. Um, he couldn't strike with anybody. He just tries to pull guard all the time. Um, so oral buy has started to like assuage some of those concerns i think klein's still got a little bit to go um i'd like to see her striking work on its own right now her striking seems to work mostly just because everybody's so afraid of her grappling 
that they're like in a stance ready to block a shot or something like that. I would like to see it work a little bit better here, but this is the right kind of opponent for us to see it work because again, she's not going to hit her with anything super hard coming in. She's going to wind up where she wants to be anyway. So hopefully before any of that happens, we get to see her let go a little bit and do well on the feet. So uh, I, I mean, I think she obviously belongs in the UFC. Like she would have been Invicta champ in, in a couple of fights had, you know, like the Invicta belt was already locked up and people knew who was fighting for it next, right? Like we knew Danny McCormick was fighting uh, Carolina Wojcik in that fight and it was going to take her the winner a while to heal up. So I think she took this fight knowing this is my quicker path to the UFC. Let's go get a belt on a big regional promotion and and she's doing it the right way. So yeah, I, I think she's got a lot of potential. Uh, again, like with any grappling prospect, we want to see some hands. Yep, we're uh, we want to see her put it all together. So we shall see on Friday night um, if she's taking steps in that direction. All right, let's recap and get out of here. He's got Klein, he's got Jones, he's got Anderson, he's got Pastor Patter Shuck, excuse me, and he's got Fayau, Mister Poetic, right? That's correct. All right. Coming back tomorrow with one more regional MMA show, and then we're back with the big boys, the UFC, coming Wednesday and Thursday shows this week. Uh, you can talk to us more if you like in the Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Twitter, SGPN MMA. Gumby runs that account for us. He is at Gumby Vreeland. I'm at Jeff Fox, writer on there and on Instagram. We do have YouTube, as we said. Enter our contest, subscribe to our YouTube channel, MMA Gambling Podcast on YouTube. I have a sub stack you can subscribe to. Enter my pick em, UFC Pick'em Contest. Get all my writing and and uh, podcasts in your ears and eye holes. That would be moneymma.substack.com. And Gumby's other podcasts, the Top Turtle MMA Podcast drops midweek, pretty much every week. Are we going to give them a highlight for this coming week? Do we know who's on it? Are we going to leave that for now? Yeah, I actually got three guests this week. Uh, I had extra wow. interviews come through and just couldn't say no. Uh, I'm talking to Bodestis Bukoskis, who's on an absolute sick run right now. I'm talking to Vince Pichel, who is always very, very entertaining. Um, and I'm talking to Kai Bohio, uh, who is uh, mentioned earlier on the show and on an incredible run as well. A killer lineup of guests. Um, so make sure you listen to that. And all good things in the sports gambling sphere is at sports gambling and our patreon make sure you get in our patreon help us crush corporate gambling sports slash patreon we shall be back tomorrow with some lfa action for you it will be me the archangel jeff fox and la pantera gumby Vreeland will be riding shotgun as per usual we will see you and you'll hear from us then bye